Thank you for tuning into Air and Earth, the podcast that lifts you up and keeps you grounded. I'm your host, Melissa Moffat, and I'm here to share some information that I've found helpful in my own life, as well as interview people on topics ranging from self-love of body, soul, and mind, social, environmental, and animal justice, mindfulness, business, relationships, ethics, and so much more with the intention of supporting you on your healing and growth journey as you strive to love yourself, those around you, and the planet just a little more. Hey, everybody. This is episode 21 of Air and Earth Podcast. Today, I am doing a Q&A. I asked you all, what's going on in your life? What do you need support with? What do you want to talk about? And you all answered. And so I'm going to be going through those and just chatting it up with you guys. So before we dive in, two big reminders, maybe three. Yeah, three. So today, if you're listening in real time, today is the very, very, very last day to apply for Worthy. If you have been listening in and this course is calling your name, I have a whole episode on the course. It's called Worthy. Um, But if you've been watching my Instagram story, seeing my post about it, if it's been calling to you and you're waiting till the last minute, (laughs) well, it's your chance. So look down below in the show notes. There's a link down there where you can be taken to the page that tells you more and where you can apply. If you are feeling like this course is for you, but you're not quite ready for it for whatever reason... You can also get on the wait list starting tomorrow for the next round. The next round will be at the end of August. I also want to mention that you should come to Iceland with me and my friend Michaela. We are hosting a retreat from October 10th through the 15th in Iceland. It's going to be absolutely beautiful. We're out in the middle of nowhere. I... Don't even really know what the name of the town is called. It's basically, we're going to be out in nature. We're going to be hiking. We're going to be going to see all the waterfalls and all the glaciers and all the crazy looking, I don't even know what to call all this stuff there because it's just, (laughs) it looks so insane. I've never been to Iceland and I'm really excited to go. Michaela is going to be teaching yoga classes every day. I'm going to be teaching meditation and self-reflection and personal development classes, and it's going to be an awesome time. So there's also a link down below in the show notes to learn more, see some pictures of trips that have gone before. We're going to have a lot of fun. I also want to remind you, if you are interested in starting your self-reflection journey or you want some more support in the practice you already have, feel free to check out my resources that I have. I have a few guides online that can help you with meditation and journaling. First of all, I have a guided meditation album. It is called Air and Earth Guided Meditations, and it comes with a PDF that tells you about the practice of meditation, how to establish a practice, benefits of the practice, my story with meditation, as well as a bunch more info. And then building on to that, I have the growth guide that it includes the guided meditation album and the meditation guide, but it adds on. So with each topic, each 
topic that the meditation covers. It gives you journaling prompts and reading exercises so you can dig more deeply into topics like letting go, being present, gratitude, releasing anxiety, and eight other topics. So if that sounds like something that would be helpful in your life, you can check it out. There's another link down below. It's melissamoffitt.com shop. And you can get 10% off of those by using the code podcast10 at checkout. So that's all for today. And let me dive into your questions. I'm really excited about these. We got some good questions. So... There's a few questions on relationships, and I, I love talking about relationships, um, so I'm really interested to talk about these. I've been thinking about relationships a lot uh, the past few weeks, so I'm excited to talk about these. So the first question is from, who's that girl? It's Jess. Hey, Jess. Um, letting go of a significant other for the sake of yourself. It's a great one, but I'm no longer growing so, yeah, 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 um, I actually kind of encountered this in my last relationship, we were both just growing in different directions, um, and uh, it was hard because, like, well, he broke up with me, but I did have to, to work on recognizing that it wasn't good for either of us to be in that relationship even more, even if it was good at one point, even if we really did care for each other, we just both wanted such different things in life so that it wasn't, it wasn't benefiting us mutually to be together anymore. Um, and I would say, first of all, you just have to recognize that you're going to be okay on your own. And it might be good for you to be on your own. It might be healthy. Um, for me, I hadn't been alone and a long time. I was in that relationship for a long time. And so it was really, I needed to be my own person for a while. I needed to tap back into who I was and I needed to recognize that I can do life on my own. And maybe it's the same for you. Maybe it's time for you to jump into your own sovereign, independent, capable self which means maybe being single for a little bit. Um, the letting go process is hard, especially when it comes to a person that we love and care about and spend a lot of time with. And it's not, it's not going to be easy. I'm just going to let you know there's going to be grieving involved. And I really suggest that you let yourself grieve. So let yourself cry. Let yourself... <laughs> I mean... Literally, I would when I went through my breakup, I would give myself a little period of time every day where I would like lay in the floor and just cry, and I'd just like kind of burn it out, and then pick myself back up and go about my day. And you know, in the past, when I've let go of relationships in some way or another, I would kind of numb the the pain by maybe jumping into a new relationship or just doing something that wasn't really beneficial for me, something numbing. So I would really make sure that you're not numbing yourself. Like really, you have to let yourself feel the pain and it's going to be hard. It's going to be icky. It's not going to feel good. But otherwise, you're not going to be able to grow through the letting go. You're going to be uh, just shrinking back into the same patterns. Part of letting go of relationship is it's giving yourself space to 
to recognize what's not working in your life and what is working and tap more into the strengths and then work on forgiving yourself and growing through the things that you haven't been doing so well for yourself and for your relationships. And I would also say get clear on what you do want in a relationship. That doesn't mean you're going out and like getting into one right yet. But think about what you really do want in a person, you know? Do you want someone who has the same morals? Do you want someone who has the same lifestyle? Do you want someone who has the same sense of wanting to give back? Do you want someone who has the same sense of adventure? Like, what are you looking for? Get clear on that so you know, like, don't settle. <laughs> don't settle. Don't just just dive into something because it gives you a hit of instant gratification, So I hope that helps with that. And then another one along the same lines of relationships is long distance relationship tips. So I've been, I've done long relationships, long distance relationships quite a few times. Um, I did it in my last relationship. I did it, I'm doing it now. Um, I'm in a relatively new relationship. It's only been... It's been about six months, but the whole time has been long distance. And I would say long distance can be a good thing because I think space in a relationship can be a really good thing. But you also have to balance that with a lot of communication Um, and letting it kind of ebb and flow. Like sometimes you're going to want to communicate a lot. Sometimes, you know, someone might be busy and giving them that space to be busy and be living their own life is without you know having to be texting you or being on the phone with you is a really good thing a really good sign of trusting and respect and I would say um for me like I've had trouble before with like if um my significant other is like busy or um you know, like working a lot or with friends or something, I can get kind of like, but what about me? (laughs) Especially if I'm like sitting at home alone (laughs) or whatever. And I just have to remind myself that it's not personal against me. It's like, they still love me. They still care about me. They still want to be with me. But also it's like their life can't all be about me. And that has to carry through when we're not long distance too. Like, there can't be this like codependent, you need to tell me everything you're doing and you need to make sure you call me at this time every night. Like the space is really, 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 really good um, and really healthy. So that's one tip. Um, another tip is I would say, you know, I think there can be a thing and and this is kind of opposite of what I just said, but like there can be... Um, you know, communication is really key. And if you're feeling a lack of something, if you're feeling like there's some sort of miscommunication or you're feeling distant or you're feeling hurt or anything, um, you have to open up and reach out. So there has to be this healthy balance of, of openness and reaching out and asking for what you need, but also giving space and being flexible and respecting that person's life in their different town. So that's my answer to that question. And let's move on. Oh, that was also from Sarah underscore Haimluck. So let's move on to 
J3N swim. <laughs> How do you begin working to change your negative inner dialogue? So, I think changing something is a practice of noticing, taking note, letting go, and then replacing. So, you notice it. If you think something badly about yourself or about someone else or about your life or whatever, you first notice it. I don't even remember the four steps I just said. Uh, you notice it. Take note. So you you say, okay, I just said this thing. But you don't, like, judge yourself in the process, right? You don't you – don't, you're not, like, harsh with yourself. You're not like, why do I say that stuff about myself? Because that's, like, just continuing the cycle of uh, negative dialogue. Um so then you let it go. You just say, okay, I know I'm doing this pattern. I know I know I say these things about myself or about my life or about others. I think these things, but I'm going to let that go now. Um, one practice I really like to do in letting go is forgiveness. So really, really focus on it. It helps to maybe write it down. Like if you have a negative thought that you really, you know, is a pattern in your life, write it down. Really feel it, so focus on it, feel what it feels like to think that negative thought, and then I mentioned this in last week's podcast, really think to yourself, okay, I'm going to forgive this part of myself. I'm going to forgive this this thought that I think, I know it's not reality, I know it's just something I've made up, and I love myself regardless, I know I'm enough, I forgive this part of myself. And then the practice of replacing it. So... A lot of times we think these things that are not helpful, they're not even true. So start to replace that thought with what is true. You know, like if you think, um, you know, if you're, if you're hard on yourself with like work, like I can be very perfectionist. I can be very, um, I can put a lot of pressure on myself. I can like, I tend to think, I should be working. <laughs> um, that is very much left over from me being like a perfectionist, straight A, <laughs> type A <laughs> student. Um, and if I start to feel like guilt over like taking a day off or, or thinking that something isn't good enough to put out or anything like that, if any of that starts to creep in my head, I remind myself of what's true, of that my work is good enough to put out. My work helps people. Um, I don't need to be working all the time to make an impact. In fact, I need to take breaks. I need to open up to receive. I need to go on vacations. I need to have fun with my friends. I need to get a massage. I need to, you know, take classes. I need to do all of these things in order to be a better, a better teacher and a better, um, you know, like podcast maker, a better writer, a better creator what you know whatever it is I'm working on I need to have space in my life um so that's an example from my own life but maybe for you it's something with like the way you look or it's something having to do with how you are in relationships so really get real with yourself and a lot of times we focus so much on negativity within ourselves that we don't see how great we are so by when I when I say get real with yourself like like be be adamant about noticing what you're thinking that isn't true and then say, okay, what is the reality? The reality of that is that I'm doing pretty freaking good. I'm doing pretty freaking good. <laughs> 
So give yourself that credit. Let's see what else is next. Oh, this is a good one. This is from the Blooming Lotus Yogi. That's my friend Lauren. Um, so I just said this, how to move past paralyzing perfectionism. That is a practice of just doing it anyway. You kind of just got to sometimes like if you're trying to make something, if you're trying to just be comfortable in your own skin and you're not per- perfect, like if it depends on what you're doing. So if you're trying to make something and you want it to be perfect or you're trying to go for something or, you know, like maybe for you it's like taking a trip or you, something and you, you feel like you're not ready, um, you just have to talk yourself up. And then click the sign up button, click the post button, (laughs) you know, (laughs) click the publish button, whatever it is. And then just be like, okay, did it. I did it. I did it. And the more you do that, the more you realize that your stuff doesn't have to be perfect for you to put it out into the world. Um, Your stuff doesn't have to be, as a matter of fact, imperfection is the part of you that will connect with others. Um, So for me, that imperfection And we say imperfection, but (laughs) it's kind of like, what does that even mean? Like, for me, the parts of myself that I used to really not like were the parts that were anxious or the parts that were sad or the parts that were heartbroken a little bit or the parts that didn't know where to go or the parts that didn't know what to do, the confused parts. And those were the parts that once I made friends with myself and started to learn to love all parts of myself, including and especially those parts, the parts that just want to kind of like lay down and cry for a day, that's when I could really start connecting with people. And that's when I really, those were the parts of myself that formed that connection with other people. Um, And they became one of the really beautiful parts of myself, along with the good sides, along with the parts that felt fun and easy and laughed and was silly and felt pretty and you know they're both good and they're both useful okay we have another question from another lauren bales lk anxiety versus reality about situations how to tell the difference what's real so what's real is the parts of you that feel like love um anxiety is always coming from a place of fear and a place of lack and a place of not feeling like you're enough where what's real is going to feel like ease and flow and love and like you're doing fine and how to feel into that how to feel the difference and also I just want to clarify that Sometimes a little anxiety is a good thing. Um, A little stress is a good thing because life isn't just going to be butterflies and perfection and love and easiness all the time. And that's good. We want to have challenges. We want to be able to grow. We want to be able to connect with others through difficult experiences. So I just want to make that clarifying point. But how to feel into what's real and how to tap more into that side of you that maybe isn't so anxious is meditation. A hundred percent, girl, a hundred percent meditation. Meditation. (laughs) Um, Meditation changed my life. 
I used to be an anxious wad of stress constantly, like panic attacks once a week, migraines from stress once a week. Um, I was constantly, my brain was just like always on overtime. So start meditating and that will connect you to what's real within yourself. That will connect you to clarity. That will connect you to feeling safe in your body and in your life. That will connect you to feeling more at peace. It will help you to learn to be accepting of those sides of yourselves. You know, only when we stop pushing away the the parts of ourselves that are kind of uncomfortable, so like the anxious parts, the frustrated parts, the angry parts, can we learn to pass through those feelings healthily and realize that they have their place in our lives. They don't need to go away. And we won't feel so terrible when they come up. We're just like, oh, this, let me go meditate. And we can feel our way through it instead of just like pushing it down. I'm going to keep going. No, I'm just going to do stuff and hope this goes away. It, that, that repressing doesn't work. So give yourself space to feel it. That's what meditation is. It's not blocking out thoughts. It's not, you know, just like just changing your thoughts. It's letting your thoughts be what they are, letting them pass through you like waves until you're left with what's truly you, which is at peace, wanting to help others, wanting to give yourself space, kindness, relaxation, clarity. So honestly, if you don't meditate, I'm telling you, start meditating. Um, Just simple five minutes can make a huge difference. There are studies that show that if you meditate five to ten minutes a day after four days, you're going to start feeling some shifts. It helps with physical issues. It helps with all sorts of mental issues. It's insane what it can do for you. Um, It should be your priority every morning when you wake up because it will make you a better person for yourself, for your loved ones, and for the world. It will make you just feel better. So just five minutes, sit down, watch your breath, get present with your breath, maybe count if that helps, count in to four as you breathe in, count out to four as you breathe out, you can even think in and out, you can repeat a mantra in your head, like I am enough, I am enough, I am at peace, I am at peace. Um, you can do tapping meditation. If you don't know what tapping is, you can look that up. Um, emotional freedom technique is another word. I freaking love, um, tapping. It's one of the things that I teach in worthy because I love it so much. And I think it's so powerful. You can also listen to guided meditations. There's a ton on YouTube, longer ones, shorter ones. I have an album of guided meditations that I talked about earlier in this episode. Just like, just start meditating try all the forms, do just one form. It doesn't matter. Just find what works for you. Get still and and meditate and it will help you. The next question is from B and she asks, being afraid of how commitments taken today might block you in the future. What do you do about that? So first of all, Don't worry about what you're doing today, how it's going to affect your future. If you feel good about something right now, if it feels like the right choice for you, if you're getting still and you're meditating on it and you're feeling a big hell yes in your body when you ask yourself, do I want to do this? 
do it and don't worry about the future. If you're feeling uneasy about it and you're feeling not sure, that's a sign that either it's not for you or you need to sit on it some more. Because if it's not for you and you're doing it out of obligation or you're doing it because you're afraid you're not going to have another chance in the future or you're doing it because you feel guilty or for whatever reason, if you're doing it based on fear, it's not going to be good for you down the road. So ask yourself, do I really want to do this? If it's a, if you're, if it's a hell yes, then do it. <laughs> then do it and don't worry about the future. The future is going to be the future no matter what you do today. So... <laughs> Try not to think along the lines of like, if I do this and this is going to happen, if I do this and this is going to happen, just live your life one day at a time right now because your future, honestly, it's not even promised, right? So you have to figure out what is the best thing I can do for myself today. And the best thing you can do for yourself is also going to be the best thing that you can do for others. It's the same thing. It's the same thing, right? Because if you're doing something for you, if you're doing something because you really want to do it and it feels really good to you. You're you're not going to resent someone for it later. You're not going to be angry at someone else for it later. If you're giving from a place of feeling obligated, you're going to resent and you're going to feel frustrated. So, it's it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Um, when you become more full, you become more fulfilled, you become happier and you aren't always like in your little bubble of worry and concern as much anymore, you can turn outside of yourself and give more easily. You can give more, you can just give more. (laughs) So that is why I'm such, (laughs) that's why I talk about (laughs) just taking care of yourself so much because it, it really does impact how you can treat others. So just girl, live this life one day at a time. One day at a time. What is the best thing you can do today? What is the one step you can take today? And leave it at that. The next question is from Foxglove678. And she asks about self-acceptance when it comes to the appearance. So I think one of the best things you can do for yourself if if you're struggling with loving how you look There's a few different things I would suggest. I would first suggest really getting in touch with how it feels to be in your body. So start touching things and being really present, like touching your bedspread and feeling how soft it is, petting your dog, feeling your skin, feeling the skin of someone else, you know, like really savoring a kiss, really savoring your food smelling flowers like really tap into that like sensual side of you that that really feels everything and that can go along the lines with also like moving your body and I don't mean just for exercise like I I think exercise is great too but not in a punishing way in a way because it feels good so maybe like dancing maybe walking and looking around at the trees and that will get you in appreciation mode of your body for all the things that your body offers you, this this being alive, this being connected to everything. And once you start to really appreciate your body for what it does and what it gives you, then you can tap more into 
loving how you look. You first have this foundation of appreciation for your body, of loving what it does. And then I would suggest really taking a look at yourself in the mirror, you know, like look into your own eyes and do that soul connection with yourself. Just stare into your own eyes for a couple minutes and start to see how you feel about yourself. It'll start, it'll start to shift and change and it'll bring up a lot of emotions, but maybe some of those emotions need to come up. Maybe they've been tucked away and ignored for a while and they need to come up. If you have a cry, let yourself cry, but connect to yourself in that way. Um, I would say the same thing with your body, you know, like give yourself permission to like look at yourself, you know, maybe even like without any clothes, just, just really take it all in, um, every little part of you and know that this is the body. This is the person that has been carrying you through life. All of the good, all of the bad, this body has been there for you. And know that even though there are parts of yourself that you may compare to others or you may not see as perfect or maybe you know parts of yourself have have struggled if you have any sort of illness or if you have any sort of um you know disability or anything like that know that this is the body that has carried you through this and the same thing with, you know, having hard feelings. You have to make friends with, with all sides of yourself. So make friends with those parts of yourself. And then also look for the good. What parts of yourself do you love? Is it your smile? Is it your eyes? Do you have awesome hair? Do you have great nails? <laughs> do you have a good butt? What is it? You know, give yourself credit for the parts of yourself that you like and focus on them, you know, accentuate them. Find clothes that make your butt look good. Find, you know, like if you if you like doing a smoky eye because your eyes are this incredible shade of blue, do that for yourself. Give to yourself a little bit. So I hope that helps with that. Okay, I'm going to answer one more, and it's from Zaya in your dreams. She said, I'm needing help with the feeling of being stuck and how to get out of it. So I'm going to say that, first of all, understand this okay to feel stuck sometimes. You're re-examining. This is a period of internal reflection for you, right? It means that maybe it's time to take a step back, see what's going right, see what's going wrong, pivot if you need to, and then when it feels right, take another step forward. But if you need to be still for a while, then give yourself time to be still. And I'm going to say it again. Meditate. Meditate. Get out in nature. Let that clarity come to you, and it will. The answers will come to you if you slow down enough to let them. So meditate. Get in nature. Take a bath, be kind to yourself, take a nap, whatever it is you need to do to give yourself that space, give yourself that space 
and don't force yourself to move. Don't force the flow to come again. Let yourself be in that ebb. Let yourself be in the the stuckness because it happens. And I'm telling you, if you wait for the inspiration to come, you wait for that momentum to come, you wait for that idea, that clarity to come, that is so much better, that is so much more productive, and you're going to have this big swoop of, of knowing where to go and being excited about it versus just forcing yourself to go in a direction. So just wait for the answers. Patience. <laughs> patience and trust. Patience and trust. And meditate. For real. Meditate. So that is it for today. People, thank you for sending in your questions. Thank you for listening in. If I didn't get to your question, I'm so sorry. But I only have so many that I can do. But I love you all a lot. Um, Listen through some of the past episodes too if I didn't get to your question. I may have already done an episode on it. um, Like last week's episode on letting go. So go listen to other episodes. If you've been listening to all of them, I just want to give you a big thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And please, 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 please keep sharing in your stories. Keep sharing. Keep sharing. It is so helpful. Freaking helpful AF. And I love you all. I hope you're having an awesome day. And I'll see you next week. Goodbye.